got two wheels or four wheels. Pavement and off-road park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Now, here's your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we're talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. This is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And uh, good morning, RJ. Good morning, uh, Dan. Uh, man, those were some pretty good uh, college games. So what was your, uh, what was your thoughts on it, uh, RJ? Man, just to see kind of everything going into that where it actually is the matchup that I personally wanted, which is the two undefeated teams being Michigan and Washington. I mean, back and forth, I mean, an overtime game and a high-scoring late, kind of like a shootout with a lot of turnovers and a lot of exciting plays with the Washington-Texas game. Super exciting. I'm ready for Monday already. But, <laughs> hey, we still got the weekend with uh, some cool stuff going on here in January. So what are you going to be covering tomorrow, man? Uh, I mean, is there any way that uh, your Raiders can still make it? The Raiders are out. They they lost last week. But uh, there's a few, I mean, really cool situations with winning your in, which, I mean, is always an awesome thing when you think of it. I mean, pretty much it's a playoff game before the playoffs start. So, I mean, a lot of different permutations of the playoffs, but we're going to talk about it all tomorrow on Between the Lines. Yeah, so looking forward to that. I can't believe uh, uh, we're in the final the final season. I, I will say, as a fan, um, I'm annoyed that they're going to sit Patrick Mahomes, um, you know. But I, I get it, you know. Um, so we'll just we'll just have to wait. Maybe maybe they'll uh, they'll correct the ship and they'll they'll make a run for it. But uh, I got a lot of great stuff coming up on the um, Law Tigers uh, event calendar. Of course, uh, a lot of people are in between seasons. Uh, Albuquerque Dragway, of course, you know, uh, is not that far to March second uh, when they open with a Yearwood Street to Strip. We got second and the third on that. Of course, the banquet's going to be happening later this month at Isleta Casino. Vado Speedway, though, we're going to catch up a little later with Royal Jones. Uh, starting, they got uh, six races in nine days, starting tonight with the 18th annual Rio Grande Waste Services uh, Wild West Shootout. And it'll be round one, so this is the first race. Uh, we had some practice last night, but uh, didn't get to check it out. But the facility um, looked looked fantastic. Of course, you could check that out over on uh, Flow Racing, uh, Sandia Speedway uh, coming up in a little bit. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Eric Lamar. As a matter of fact, uh, Eric, you're ar- already in the studio. Tell us. Uh, um, it says that the Suka is gonna be closed to about January 13th. A lot of work going on, including today. You got a work party out there. Yes, that's correct, man. Um, if you guys are out in the local area, and uh, we can always use some hands out there. They're um, help prepping the tire walls. Uh, the goal is to try to get the track within requirements and regulations, whether it be SCCA or NASA. Uh, we want to bring more sanctions and uh, organizations out to the track. So that's what they're out there doing now. That's fantastic. And and so looking for volunteers so they could just, just head out to the track and yeah. help bundle some tires and, and general things they got going on? Yeah, they're uh, getting started at 9 o'clock today between 9 and 9.30. So, yeah, if you're free in the area, man, we can use you out there. Well, I, I noticed that they've had a couple of work parties. Um, there's some photos out there on, on social media, the uh, the new uh, track surface that they've done, and, and it looks like the patch went really well. As a matter of fact, I think that there's plans to do the whole rest of the track, uh, moving some barriers, uh, which is interesting because uh, for years there was all this talk about that SCCA didn't want to come out there because 
the track is too close to the street. Well, apparently, uh, Jim asked again um, and had the right guy out there and found out that that's not necessarily the case. There's some other things that needed to be done. Yes, correct. So if you go out there now, you'll see nice K railing set up along with the tire walls along it. Uh, kind of helps create some of that runoff. Uh, turn 14 there, nice tire wall set up. I know that turn was feared by most people, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's looking better now. Well, sometimes that you, you do got to, you know, take your foot off the gas a little bit or mm-hmm. at least set the car. Uh, but, yeah, that, that was uh, um, not one of my favorite corners. Um, I, I'll have to admit the whole – the first part of the track, um, I was not as good at. For some reason, the uh, series of um, turn three, turn four um, was not as good as I would handle, say, 12 and 13, uh, 11, 12, and 13. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, so I think that fits, fits driving style. Um, but for the last couple of years, um, you've been running point on this ABQ Superlap um, that's really kind of grown, and I think that it's a way for people uh, to progress into to higher forms of racing uh, but I've seen a lot of competition just between the different levels. Talk a little bit about uh, ABQ Superlap. Yeah, so um, ABQ Superlap is our time attack series here. Um, it's really cool. You know, uh, it's broken up into three classes. You have A, B, and C, and it's all based off your power to weight ratio. So, okay. you know, race weight, vehicle, and driver weight divided by horsepower. Okay. That'll give you a certain percentage and then determine your class, right? Yeah. And um, it's been good, man. Uh, times across each each class have been pretty accurate, spot on, you know, so I think we got a fair balance going on. Um, competition is ramping up, you know, uh, they're excited for the 2024 season, you know, and um, yeah, if you haven't heard of it, please uh, look it up, look us up on Facebook, uh, go to ABQ Superlap and uh, join the page. You know, we also have a website as well, ABC, abqsuperlap.com. That's fantastic. And uh, I'd like to congratulate you on your, um, new position, and I, I don't know if I should congratulate you or warn you, because uh, it, it'll never be done. There's always something more to do, but but VP of Operations, Track Operations. Correct. Um, talk a little bit about how that kind of came together. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So um, if you don't know, I am, um, my official military retirement is 1st of April, right? Oh, uh, so you I'm, uh, You're welcome, you're welcome. So I'm on something we call terminal leave right now. So, you know, Jim gave me a call to discuss the Superlap schedule. And during the call, you know, he mentioned if I knew anybody that can do admin stuff. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not really doing too much right now. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, what you need, I, I can go out there and do that stuff. You know, I can use, you know, the extra funds, you know, kind of build the car. You right. know what I mean? So um, long story short, you know, he reviewed my resume and kind of determined that, like, you know, maybe this guy's qualified a little bit higher than that. So that's where I think where the, her, the term VP of operations came into play. Okay. Yeah. So um, so I oversee all operations that at Suica Circuit, Sandia Speedway. So um, I'm working um, closely with all the organizations, whether it be, you know, SWIMS, SMRI, uh, the dirt guys, you know, yeah. to see what we can do to, you know, make the place better to include promoting stuff like that, yeah. social media. That's fantastic. I mean, you know, it's like herding cats, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like uh, every, everybody wants their time and their place. Oh, yeah. um, and and just, just scheduling. I mean, so... If you did logistics for the military, I think this is perfect mm-hmm. um, because really that's going to be a lot. What it is 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 you know everybody getting their equal time, everybody feeling like um, what they're looking for is important. Um, but it's uh, it's super exciting to me because the ABQ Superlap is a perfect way to come in and kind of you know learn as you go. And one thing that uh, a lot of people are not aware of with road racing is is how helpful 
everybody everybody is. And I'm not saying that that dirt isn't, but uh, when you put the helmet on, it's different um, mm-hmm. on dirt. Uh, but as far as the community, talk a little bit about that. Man, we have, a, we have a in. great community. We have a great community. Our next practice event, uh, winter practice two, is on January 13th. Okay. Perfect opportunity for you to come out and get that get that seat time. When people hear ABQ Superlap, they kind of get a little bit intimidated. Right. But when they hear this practice, man, it is it is a perfect opportunity. I got calls, uh, several calls asking about this. So yeah. come on out, man. We got a great community. Uh, everybody is polite. You know, we're there to keep you on a track and not scare you away. Right. As a matter of fact, talk about the format, because you mentioned that, that there, there is track time. It's not wheel-to-wheel competition. It's, um, it's, it, it's you against the clock. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, how it works is when you first show up, right, uh, we have something called practice session. So it'll be open lapping, right? Um, however, you're not all, all cars are not out on the track at once. Right. We have about four, maybe five, depending on how fast the class is running, right? Mm-hmm. Um They'll go out there, and then they'll come in. Uh, the matrix is, is a five-lap matrix, right? You go out there for one warm-up, three hot laps, and a cool-down, okay? And then you come back in. Uh, in the afternoon, that's when we start the time attack portion, okay? right? And so that's when we actually record the times for okay. the point system, all right? So um, same matrix, one warm-up, three hot laps, and a cool-down, right? Um, fastest time within each class, get points. Top 10 get awarded, all right? So 20 points, 18, and goes down to 10. Wow, uh, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, is is there live scoring on that? Is there is there a place to actually, um, like on, uh, on 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 my laps or my race pass or is yeah. that posted anywhere? Yeah. So, um, twenty twenty three, twenty twenty two season, we use an application called Hot Lap. Okay. Um, we're gonna transition away from that this year. Uh, we're going to um, standalone um, timers, whether oh, it be uh, Aim Solo. You know, race box. Um, and if you don't have that, we'll also be using, uh, you can use your phone apps. However, the phone apps need to have a, um, a external GPS. Ah, I was going to mm-hmm. say, yeah. yeah. So, so if you're speeding on the way home, we're going to know that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Hey, I'm going to ask you to, to hang out. We got, we got some more information. I want to um, cut you off. As a matter of fact, in the next segment, um, you get a new promotions director, uh, for the dirt track at Sandia that, uh, will be coming on, um, as well. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. ESPN Radio, 1017, the team, with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. ESPN Radio, 1017, the team, with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Halburn's Truck and Equipment. Here's David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And so a couple of weeks ago, the uh, Champions edition of the New Mexico Motorsports Report magazine came out. Um, we had all the points uh, for uh, the dirt track, including um, the points uh, down in Vado, which we're going to be talking about the Wild West shootout uh, with Royal Jones um, here in just a little bit. But I wanted to keep the conversation going with uh, Eric Lamar about things that are going on at Suka Speedway um, and uh, with the uh, kind of the upgrades and the changes and the things that are going on there. Um, uh, I know one of the hardest things about you know being a VP of operations is getting all the schedules together. 
and um, you came out pretty quickly with the Albuquerque Superlap Series and, of course, the Whiskey Garage uh, Drift Series. Um, talk about the uh, ABQ Superlap uh, schedule. Yeah, yeah. So um, we have eight round this year, uh, just like last year. Yeah. Um, and we'll be starting up. The first round will start up um, March 30th will be the first one, and then every month we'll have a round. Okay. Um, what's interesting about this year, though, is we actually want to do a crossover event with SWIMS, uh, September timeframe. Uh, more details to come with that later. But, uh, yeah, just thankful uh, and, and happy that, you know, we're continuing uh, a fourth series uh, this year. That's fantastic. So it's about once a month. Is it typically Correct. like the third or the second uh, Saturday, Sunday? Uh, we have most mostly Saturdays. I think we got three Sundays this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we try to throw some Sundays in there for some folks, you know, because I know um, it was requested. So um, yeah, balance it out as well, the best so, way we yeah, can. There, some people work on Saturdays. Yeah. I, mean, I know at the Dirt Track it was always like uh, sometimes people would have to call and pre-register because <laughs> they're coming mm-hmm. from work and trying to get out there. Um, but uh, you talk about a crossover event. Uh, makes me ask the question. I mean, do do you have any driver training as a part of ABQ Superlap? Not as much as swims, right? Okay. Um, well, then that's perfect so. because they they do have that uh, high performance driving mm-hmm. school, um, and yet a lot of them don't transition. So it's almost like they could do the school there. Mm-hmm. They could come over and and get more confident in the ABQ Superlap, um, and then they can come back and do you know some of the student driving and yeah. then actually decide if they want to either convert their car. One thing you said I want to go back to at the beginning that made me chuckle is that, that immediately with more money, you were thinking about how to put more stuff in your car. <laughs> and and uh, and actually joining us now um, uh, is, is Brazen Collins, uh, the new promotions um, and track, uh, the, the, w- w- track director, race director. Sorry, I don't know where my brain went for a second, um, but probably because I was actually thinking about something else, um, is, uh, is, is joining us now, too. Um, I one time had, when I was trying to sell some sponsorship packets, I had one of the drivers. I was like, hey, you know, you know, you sponsor your car, you got it on there. I mean, you could buy a billboard at the track, you know, $1,000 and all the people, you know, get to be able to see it. And he said to me, so I'm just passing this on to you. He said to me, Dave, if I had an extra $1,000 to put in a sign, I'd put it in my car. And I said, you know, you're missing the point there exactly. If, if, if we don't, you know, put money back into things that we care about, then they can potentially die. And so I do get that you want to win. That's why we're all here. Um, but at the same time, so, uh, man, boots on the ground, things happen in a hurry. Um, how are you handling uh, the uh, the new position so far? Well, uh, David, you know, I knew going into it that you have to be very strong mentally. Yes. Uh, you're not going to please everybody. That's, right. the, that's the big thing. And, you know, I've, I feel like, as many dirt tracks as I've been to, uh, just racetracks in general, asphalt, short track, road right. courses, motocross, whatever, you can't have a weak leader. And so I really hope that I can kind of uh, make the push and be a strong leader for everyone here at the track, at the, especially in this community. I feel like this dirt track is is kind of on its last life. So um, I feel like I'm trying. I'm handling it pretty well. Um, I'm not letting the drama get to me. There's so much drama, whether it's it's internal or external with different people. I've already had rumors spread about me. It's, it's great. I'm loving it. Um, yeah, I just, I brush it off. It's whatever. Um, you know, I've got people who are mad at me for things that I didn't even do. Oh, it's, sure. It's incredible sure. Uh, how crazy things get so fast. Um, but yeah, you know, I've 
Like if you've if you've been on Facebook the past few days, we did the schedule. Right. Um, that was a pretty big topic, and yeah. uh, the post before that. You know, I've I've just tried to be honest and transparent with everyone. Try to respond to everybody. Try to give them something to to work with. Uh, whatever I have answers for, because I feel like there wasn't a lot of answers given in previous years, and so I feel like you know. I want to step up and I want to I want to change the culture a little bit and I want to make sure that everyone's on the same page and that everyone knows what they're getting into when they support Sandia Speedway. Fair enough. Um, and and you're right. We we've we've uh, pronounced the death of Sandia Speedway um, probably the all the way back to the first year. <laughs> um, and what's interesting about it is um, when when I was running the track, I mean for several years, uh, and I started in your capacity before I, um, I moved to general manager is. Uh, this has always been a dirt town, right? And so the competition was always like, well, can we work out our schedule with Hollywood Hills? And then when Hollywood Hills closed, um, it was like, well, you know, who can who can fill that void? Um, and so it was it was a couple of year strategy before um, I finally got them talked into, you know, that we sh- we should give this a shot. Um, and you talk about social media too, is like, um, you know, me showing up to Grants. Um, you know, like what's Swope doing in Grants? You know, we had a weekend off. Why can't I go to a racetrack in Grants? I mean, you're going down to Vado. I mean, you know, it didn't, it didn't mean that, you know, you know, you're there to you know, any super secret, anything like that. But heck yeah, I was there checking out the facilities. Um, they do some things right. We do some things right. Vado does a lot of things right. Um, but, but I think that you're right. We live in a world of transparency now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do have to be consistent. And sometimes, um, you don't deliver the best, uh, you know, you, you've got to, you got to let them know the reality of the situation. And, um, and several times has not been done very well. But I would say that all of us in this room have a passion um, and have a passion for it, um, including, you know, this magazine. Um, I, you know, I've been doing this magazine since 2016 um, with little to no support from, you know, the general manager at Sandia Speedway. Um, and it was built as the Sandia Racing Update to begin with. Um, and I thought, well, I'm just going to do it my way then, you know, and it's, you know, trying to be more um, inclusive. And so likewise, the offer for you guys is, I mean, feed me information. Let me know what's going on. Keep me going on. We'll do the best that we can um, uh, to move it forward. So what are maybe some of the, the, the first steps that, that you've got on your agenda, Brazen? I got I got two big things that I want to bring up with ownership. Um, the biggest thing is the track surface. Uh, mm. After Hunter Sandy's flip at Modified Madness, it's mm. one of the scariest things I've ever seen a race car do. Yeah. We had a B-Mod twirling like an on-wing sprint car. Wow. There was no contact or anything. is because of the track surface. went right over a hole. So right. that's something I feel we need to address, um, whether we can find some sort of temporary solution or if, if there's a way we can... Um, get new clay to the track. I don't know what that solution is going to look like yet, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's a conversation that we, we need to have, and it's something I plan on bringing up. You know, yeah. um, I, I kind of brought it up a little bit. Oh, I've had a couple meetings already, um, but it hasn't really been touched on a lot, so mm-hmm. hopefully we can dive deeper into that. The second thing, uh, this is honestly the most stressful part for me so far, is pay scale. Um, I feel like pay scale is going to make or break this track, mm-hmm. and um, from the conversations I've had, it's it's been... Uh, definitely a process trying to figure yeah. out what the pay scale should be, um, what you pay out, uh, what your entry fees are going to be, uh, what you're charging your fan. You know, the the money part is difficult because you know this is a track that had zero sponsors. I'm starting from scratch. Right. I have nothing to work right. with here. 
Uh, the only sponsors we had last year were a couple drivers who gave their checks back, some guys who threw in some extra cash for the last two shows, mm-hmm. and we had one one business sponsor, and that was three days before Modified Madness. They threw in some start money. Right. We have we got nothing, so um, we're we're kind of trying to operate on well, what do we bring in the gate, and what can we pay out from what we bring in the gate? You know, thinking about if we do if we have no sponsors. Mm-hmm. So I've already I've already been firing off phone calls and emails trying to get. Um, trying to get sponsors. I've, I've actually got uh, a couple sponsors who are supposed to email me back or call me back here soon. And just something I've been trying to work with because, uh, like I said, the purse, it's going to be huge. Um, I feel like, like I said, make or break that and the track surface are going to be the two things that people want to see the most from. Mm -hmm. And if the schedule already upsets some people, I have no idea what pay scale and, (laughs) and any other future updates are going to do to, to people. But you know, one of the one of the things that I really want people to know, because there's a lot of people upset with the schedule, is here's how I see things. There's a nice six foot hole in the ground right now with a tombstone above it etched with the dirt track's name in it. Yeah. The only thing it's missing is a death date. Ah. So this dirt track can either sit down and lay in that grave and go to rest, or I'm grabbing my metaphorical shovel and I'm gonna try, you know, my best, whatever I can in my capacity to dig us out of this. And I really hope people will also join me in grabbing their metaphorical shovels and together we can do something about it because, you know, looking at the schedule, some of the comments, sprint car guys, very upset they only get one race. A-mod guys, very upset they only get one race. Right. Micro guys, upset that all their races are non-wing, they only get one wing race. Right. Um, and here's the deal, you know, you can sit there and you can be negative and say, oh, I only get to race once at Sandia this year, you know. Or you can channel that into positive energy. You say, hey, we still have a dirt track here in Albuquerque. I do get to race at Sandia once this year. I'm going to go tell my friends in Vado or Lubbock or Amarillo or Colorado, Arizona, wherever. I'm going to go tell them, hey, get your cars ready, get, get geared up, circle this on your calendar, come race with me at this track. Because at the end of the day, we haven't had sprint cars. We haven't had AMODs. And the wing micros, the decision was made to run non-wing because there's only six points races. So it didn't make sense to split them into two divisions and more people run non-wing than wing. So you bring me car count in those divisions, I'm going to have something to bring up with ownership next year. Hey, can we look at getting this division expanded on the schedule, you know? Um, and same goes for the four core classes we have now. People are upset that there's only seven races and six of them for most of those classes. Mm-hmm. So you bring me consistent double-digit car counts, maybe that's enough for ownership to look at it and go, hey, you know, maybe we, maybe we can expand the schedule a little bit. Maybe we can get some more races. But right now, we're kind of in a minimalistic approach to things. Right. And... I hope people just realize it's it need the track needs support and it's it's not really a joke anymore. This, this track is is kind of on its last limbs and yeah. So hopefully, you know, people if they're going to be negative, um, I, I the, the criticism I, I prefer constructive criticism. You know, sure. um, and ownership does too. If you see a problem, bring a solution. Don't just sit there and say, well, this is stupid. You guys are driving the track into its grave because honestly, the track's already pretty much there. So yeah. we gotta we gotta band together and work together. If people want their local dirt track to stay alive, they gotta come support it. Well, let's talk a little bit more um, on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, we got we gotta like you, we gotta pay a few bills. Um, but before before you go on, Eric, um, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Yeah, uh, the best way to connect with me is um, send me an email at info at suicacircuit dot com. Okay, or uh, just give me a call five zero five two two zero four nine zero one. Awesome, and we'll also have that information on our um, on our website so they could they connect with you. Uh, thank you for coming out this morning. I know you got to hustle out there. Um, take those guys some donuts, man. I mean, you know, 
Uh, they're working hard for you, but uh, and send our best, um, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Okay, thanks for having me. Awesome. All right, well, stay put. We got a whole lot more coming up on the other side, including we're going to continue our conversation uh, with uh, uh, a Brazen here, and we're going to be talking Vado Speedway with Royal Jones a little bit later in the show. You've been listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Hi, this is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22 Shell Penzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Halburn's Truck and Equipment. Here's David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And a lot of great conversation going on um, in regards to uh, Sandia Speedway. Um, and uh, and we're welcoming uh, Brazen Collins coming in, uh, new promoter um, and race director. So I was looking at the, the points from last year, um, uh, a lot of divisions, and you talked about, you know, maybe having to go to a fewer a fewer races and kind of cut down some of the divisions. Mm. Um, I've always felt like um, weekly racing is a tough gig, right? Because we used to joke that by July 1, half of the cars were broken and the other half um, weren't coming back because they're out of the points. And and so you would you would have a lot of attrition. Whereas this once a month once a month idea actually is a good idea because you could have higher car counts, you could have higher payouts because you have more focused energy. You could build in promotions and other things that you could do to make them special. Now, one of the things that we had tried to do several years ago was by giving them names. You know, like we're going to we're going to feature something on this particular night um and and try and build more interest in there. Um I think that there's there's plenty of opportunity to succeed at a lot of the things that you're talking about. The muscle and the time that it's going to take to, you know, probably work on the surface, um, that, that, that definitely is going to be a little bit harder. Um, but, uh, but I think that, like you said, embracing it as it is what it is. Um, you know, you can either make lemonade out of it or you can continue to, you know, turn lemons into it, um, and, and see the demise of it. Um, I don't think that anything, as far as the death, I mean, what's going to happen is it's just going to rot to its death. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and the, the infrastructure that's built out there. And, yes, the infrastructure is not as good as the infrastructure on the asphalt track. But th- there was $4 million spent on the asphalt track. Um, I think we spent about $150,000 <laughs> building the dirt track, right? So I, I don't think they, you know, and not only that, go to a lot of the other small tracks back east. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a gem. So, I mean, you know, but, uh, but talk about, I mean, because you, you and I, met along last year when you kind of started doing these um, uh, feature winner stuff on social media. Um, definitely a great uh, graphic background. What are some of those things you're going to be able to kind of bring to the table to uh, kind of get people excited about what's going on out there? Yeah, so <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I've, I've already made a couple flyers as is. 
And unfortunately, Facebook, um, the whole meta business suite thing, it doesn't allow you to post videos alongside photos. Uh, I had a, I had this promo video I made um, with a song that uh, just came out, and I was loving the song. I'm like, this is going to work perfect for this yeah. video. I had it out. I went to go put it in the post, and I was like, man. So I ended up posting it on my personal Facebook. Um, so, I mean, not, not a lot of people got to see it, but... Um, I want to I want to do now that I have a little bit more freedom with what I can do with the flyers. There were some things I was told I wasn't allowed to do last year. Ah. So um, I want to try to do some new cool graphics packages. Um, try to try to keep things modern looking. Um, I've already I mean I've already made the schedule flyer. I made that little flyer for this interview today. Um, and honestly, I nobody told me Eric was going to be on until last night. <laughs> Otherwise, I totally would have had some for him too, man. He's yeah. he's very crucial to this track. Yeah. And he's been he's been really fun to work with so far. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just I want to try to bring to the table more uh, more modernization kind of stuff. Um, I AI is taking over a lot of the graphic design work, yeah. um, unfortunately. Yeah. So I really want to try to make things from scratch and make things by hand and try to yep. try to prove my worth as as a graphic designer myself. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I just, I just want to keep people up to date. I want to, I want to post cool things. I want to, I want to do like cool videos, you know, I mean, TikTok's really popular right now yes. or, or the, the Instagram, Facebook reels that are, you know, the same thing. So overall, um, that's kind of what I want to look towards. I want to, I want to, I want to modernize the dirt track, you know, everyone, I, I hear a lot about, oh, Duke City used to do this or Speedway <laughs> Park used to do this. Well, Speedway Duke's, Park's been would, gone for what, like 40, Speedway, 50 yeah, years? Speedway, Speedway Park's been gone for like 40 years and I was six months old when Duke City closed. Right. I, I only got to go there once. Right. And I don't remember it. Right. So, and you know, maybe there's a reason those tracks are closed. I mean, yeah. I know there's a lot of reasons why those tracks are closed, but, you know, we can't we can't have that old school mindset. Um, things have to evolve. Right. And especially, you know, your racetrack's a business and in the business world, business has to evolve. So, yeah. Um, you know, I want to try to just modernize things and bring things up to the table, keep them up to date and can't kind of keep the dirt track transitioning into the changes of the modern world. So what's the best way for people to connect with you? Um, I would say, um, especially for, for sponsor purposes, those uh-huh. are definitely going to be needed, uh, especially for, for purses and stuff and for our big shows. Um, my email is, is just my name at gmail.com, B-R-A-I-S-O-N-C-O-L-L-I-N-S at gmail.com. I'd say that that's the easiest way to get a hold of me because um, we can work out times for for phone meetings or in-person meetings, um, and that way we can kind of keep in touch without having to make sure we're on each other's schedules. Um, that, so yeah, I'd say I'd say email is the best way to reach me. Okay. Um, and you know whether it's for sponsors or questions or concerns or anything like that, um, you can also just reach me on my personal Facebook. I can answer some stuff there too. Okay. But, yeah, for the most part, email is definitely going to be the best way to reach me. Well, I, I wish you the best of luck. Um, we are we are here to help. Um, you know, we we do have our, our own community here. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of drag racers here too. But hey, you know they you know uh, they have an opportunity to come out and watch as well. Likewise, there's a lot of crossover there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and wish you the best of luck. And thank you so much for coming in this morning, man. Appreciate you having me. Um, you're going to be in my thoughts and prayers uh, all year. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I I think you got the passion um, uh, to do it. So. Um, it sounds great. All right. Well, we're going to be talking about the big event down at Vado on the other side. Joining us will be Royal Jones, owner of Vado Speedway. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hey, this is Matt Crafton, driver of number 88 Menards Toyota Tundra for Tour Sport Racing. You are listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with Dave Swope. On ESPN Radio, 1017, the team.
this is Kyle Larson, driving the number 5 DL1 Camaro for Hinge Motorsports. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Halburn's Truck and Equipment. Here's David. All right, so there's some racing going on at, down at Vado Speedway tonight. Uh, gates open uh, in the pits at noon, uh, uh, and the uh, grandstands open at 3 o'clock. And uh, joining us now is Royal Jones, uh, owner of Vado Speedway. How are you doing this morning, Royal? Doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. So you're really geared up for a big show, um, 18th annual, man. Um, really got this thing cranking up. Uh, so what, what, what time does the schedule start? I think you got some ceremonies to start about 5.30? Yes, the actual first green flag should fly at, excuse me, frogging my throat, should fly around 5. There'll be hot laps for the late models at 3.30. And they line up their heats by the heat races and by the hot laps for the time trials. I mean, they'll be doing the time trials, but the races should start right at 5 and hopefully be done by 8.30 or 9 to get people out of there. It's a little chilly, but... Still good racing. You know, we get down early. It doesn't really get cold until after midnight usually. So. <laughs> yes, it's kind of <laughs> deceiving up here in the up here in the north. Um, it, it's a little cold, but it's much better uh, down there. Uh, but you got some real hot drivers. Uh, you got you know Bobby Pierce's uh, coming out, uh, Brandon Shepard, um, Kay Dillard. Uh, of course, uh, last year's um, Phenom um, is going to be back, and you also got Kyle Larson. I mean. Talk about this uh, this great field that you're going to have to put on a show. Six races in nine days. Yeah, pretty cool. Two practices, one last night, then another practice on Tuesday. And, of course, we race Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, like I said, Kyle Larson is here. He was up there practicing last night. Bobby Pierce won everything he could win last year, and he was out there. Um, Mike Marlar, all the big names and late models. And it's kind of a... As much as it's a bad time for us because it's cold, there's no place else for them to race. So the fact that we can have this race, which originally, as you know, started in Arizona, and then the tracks there that they were doing that all kind of went out of business, which we got to support our local dirt tracks. You guys see how hard it is up there and how hard it is everywhere. Arizona's lost two or three tracks. We've only got the one down here. And, you know, a lot of tracks are just hanging on by a thread. They need support. Leave the support of the fans to come out. We're bringing a heck of a show. So if you guys can't make it this weekend, please come down next week. You can catch three races. As you know, the next, the regular races, Friday and Saturday and Sunday, pay 10000 to win. But next Sunday, the winner gets 25000 And should one person win all six of those races, they get a $300,000 bonus plus a brand-new Silverado Chevy pickup out of Carl Chevrolet in Iowa. So there's a lot of reasons to come race. Man, I'd love to see somebody get that Silverado. I mean that would that would yeah, be that would be fantastic, um, and and last year we really had a, a run going um, on that. I thought that maybe it was going to happen, but uh, but uh, Mike Mylar, like you mentioned, um, you know, came away with the twenty five thousand. Um, ended up yeah, that getting that cool. done. Yeah, that was nice. So uh, Flo you, you can't you can't ask for a better guy to get it to him too. Mike's just the nicest person. Helps everybody out in the pits and. Always got a handout for helping people. Just a really good guy. Yeah, I think he's one of the the winningest drivers at the uh, at the the Wild West Shootout. As a matter of fact, um, but yes, I, I think you're right. Talk talk a little bit about the camaraderie, uh, because a lot of these guys travel and race week in and week out. Flow Racing, of course, said that the uh, the Wild West Shootout has been their single best racing series. Um, than some of the best racing they've seen 
annually, and that's against some some big some big time races. Um, and back to back, you guys have put on just fantastic races. Yes, in that race you were talking about Sunday, that Mike Marlar picked up the twenty five grand was voted once again second time out of three times that our race was voted by Dirt on Dirt. Dirt on Dirt oversees all the late model racing in the whole United States, every racetrack and every sanction. And once again, our track got the, our race. The the final Sunday last year was race of the year for late models. So that's that's pretty impressive. Pretty pretty amazing. Well, what's, what I think is super impressive is your facilities and your staff. They are absolutely amazing. Come down um, and you know put on a great event. Your concessions are fantastic. But you have more bathrooms per fan than any other track in the <laughs> Southwest. I mean, talk about uh, you're just trying to keep that facility up and going. Well, you know, when we built it, of course, there's no other brand-new facilities. And nowadays, with ADA rules and, and all the rules they have on a new facility, man, they have put in, like, 72 bathrooms for, you know, they're assuming you pack the stands every day and all that. So we really, and we went to the extra set and made really nice bathrooms, you know. Men will go anywhere, but a woman is not too happy unless it's a super clean bathroom. And I'd venture to say there's no nicer bathrooms in the Las Cruces area than at the Vado Speedway Park. So, and, of course, the whole place is just nice. And then there's 16 individual suites, and each of them has its own bathroom. So it's it's really first class. Yeah, I was going to mention the suites. Um, it, because if the race is done, do run a little long, you got those suites and I mean, you got catering in the whole bed. I mean, you can have food up there, drinks, um, and can, enri- and, and I tell you what it is, it's a really great view of the track. One cool thing about going to a short track is you can see all the duels in all the corners. You can see all the action. Um, and you're just right there. Yeah. And whenever we built it, we actually turned the in suites a little bit cockeyed like the like the turns are, so there's really no bad seat in the place. We did that to the bleachers too. So the bleachers, instead of being straight, there's you know there's semi curved like the like the facility is. The the outer bleachers are angled in at the turn, and and so are the left side bleachers. And, and so coming off forward and going into two, it's or going into one, it's, it's it gives you a real nice view. And the suites are the same way. If you stand at the end and look at it, you'll see that it's it's not straight. It's it's so you can see it. And of course we. Turned it to where the wind shouldn't be in your face, but of course you know how Mother Nature does. West wind blows out of southwest, except when you're trying to have a race and try wants to blow out of the north and try to blow dirt or cold on you. But we try not to have a dusty track. You that, know how that goes. That totally makes possible. sense. We try. That totally makes sense now that I, I realize how how it sits on the property um, because it, yeah, it's not squared up on the property. Um, as a matter of fact, the 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 pits are are kind of odd shaped, um, probably because they're the shape of the property and the and the facility. Um, it's kind of turned now. You know, you know how that you know you see things on Facebook, right? You know, some of it's true and a lot of it's not. I thought I saw something about a potential motocross track down there. Is that something that's really in the works, or is that is that is that one of those things on Facebook? You know, we had talked about it, and we have enough land. To do it. We just, um, I really need to remain friends with the neighbors around there. We already yeah. run mufflers on the cars, and I have, we just haven't really looked further into. The motocross right now, the closest motocross to it is up in um, Tularosa, and they have yeah. a nice facility. But I hear they're going through some issues up there. I don't know whether it changed hands or what, but you know, what, what, probably the next thing we get done will be a go kart track back in the back of the pits. We've been talking about doing that, and we have all the dirt out there. Now we've got to get time to put it together so kids can come out and run go karts, and then eventually they'll hopefully become dirt track racers. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, yeah, the speedway karting, um, you know, that would be a, a great. 
um, mesh. But, you know, you do have a lot of families out there. And, I mean, how young, um, what, what is the youngest you can be to start driving one of your pure stocks? You know, we had a kid two years ago that won the championship, and he was 10. Ten years old, of course, he's a fourth-generation racer, and he'd run he'd run uh, go-karts before, and he'd run um, dirt bikes, and, of course, like I say, his great-grandfather was a racer, his grandfather, his father, the whole family supported him, and wow. he actually went on and been living up, I think they were living around Lubbock, but they go into Oklahoma, and he's been running midgets, so he just won something at the, what do you call the short track nationals last week in Tulsa, wow. the, um, where they have like 400 cars, like that kid's something else. But, but at 10 years old, he'd get out on top of the car whenever he'd win the main, and he'd stand on top of the car so he could do his interview, and he would always thank his grandparents and thank him, and thank sponsors, et cetera, and he'd always thank God. He would always, I want to thank God for giving me the ability. He'd just, he'd bring, he'd bring you to tears. This was so sweet and nice, and just, just a nice young man. What a nice racing family, that's Ryder McCutcheon. Wow. Yeah, I've heard that, I've heard yeah. that name. That, that, absolutely amazing. Hey, how did, how did you get started in racing? <clears throat> you know, you know, I was always into cars and trucks as a kid, and I was more into drag racing when I was younger. I went down to Sutherland Park and watched a few roundy rounds years back, but they were too beat up for me. I liked cooler cars, and then, uh, then I started driving a truck, then bought a truck, then when I finally started MVT in late 81, the first year that we were open and I wasn't out driving a truck, Jimmy Gray and I went down to the Mesilla Valley Raceway on a Friday night and watched the dirt track races, and by the next week we were out there with a street stock that we shared the rest of the year, and we've been at it ever since. That's fantastic, and of course, you guys have built just a tremendous, tremendous facility um, there. Are, are you going to be uh, driving a car? Are you going to be running um, in the mods um, or anything with the show tonight? Yes, sir. I'll be running the modifieds. All right. Well, what's your car number so everybody can cheer you on? One thirty-one. One thirty-one. What does what does that number come from? Is there anything behind that, or was that just the one that was available? <laughs> That's another. That's another good one. And when I was in football in high school, I was number thirteen. So I always liked number thirteen. A lot of people think it's their unlucky number. It was my lucky number. Right. So we put thirteen on the car when we first went out there. Well, there was already a guy out there named thirteen, and with the rig from rigs from Hatch, and they said we well, can be thirteen R or thirteen J or thirteen X. I said, well, you know what? We're number one and we're thirteen, so we'll just be one thirty one. <laughs> I kept that number. Jimmy Jimmy went on to something else, and I've been that I've been that number for forty two years. That's that's a fantastic story. Um, I used to race the number 63, and the reason it was 63 is that was the number that was on the car when I got it. You know, I, I didn't have enough money to replace the graphics. So um, so we just added stuff around it, but uh, that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Hey, what's the best way for pe- people to get information on buying tickets um, and all the schedule uh, for the Wild West Shootout? You can get it on com or net. And the tickets, I think we actually transferred, because some of you will get confused because of this race, I lease the track to them, so they sell the tickets, et cetera. But if you go try to buy tickets on Vado Speedway Park and hit tickets, it'll take, it'll actually take you to their, it'll link you to them, so either way. And like all, like all the information, the ticket prices are on their website and on ours and, and the times for starting, et cetera. It's going to be a good time. Like I said, our only enemy could possibly be the cold. Right. But you know how it is. You don't like the weather in Mexico. Wait an hour, it might get better. And today's already looking way better than than what they said it was going to be. It's actually kind of nice out right now. I just hope that wind stays away because you can live in 40, 50 degree weather. Just if the wind blows, it makes it seem like it's 20 degrees. You know how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, man, thank you so much. I know people are already packing up and heading down there this morning. Um, and uh, wish you a quality and safe show. 
thank you so much. Look forward to you guys coming down. We get a lot of support from Albuquerque at our bigger races like the Fall Nationals. And if we ever get the World of Outlaws back, we're hoping to get next year. But uh, but this one's definitely a big one, and we do appreciate the support from the Albuquerque area. Thank you guys so much. I look forward to seeing you. And it's a, it's a quick three hours, man. So, I mean, there's no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you much. All right. Well, we'll talk, right, we'll talk with you thank soon. You all right, that's uh, Royal Jones down there at Votto Speedway. And the Wild West shootout is fantastic. Last year went down there. Um, the liner that we got from Kyle Larson is actually um, from going down to that race. It was uh, it was tremendous. But we got a whole lot more coming up uh, next week because um, you don't know who's going to get hired, who's going to get fired, what's going to happen, uh, maybe even talking a little bit of football um, on top of it. Uh, but you've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Hal Burns Truck and Equipment, here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host David Swope will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing are park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. 